Welcome to the Educational Leadership Moment, where you'll gain valuable insights on research-based and experientially learned educational leadership principles and best practices that promote student success. I'm Dr. Kim Moore, your host. With my extensive experience as a classroom teacher, school administrator, and central office staff member, I'm dedicated to sharing effective strategies to ensure student achievement. So, grab your favorite beverage, a pen or a pencil, and a notepad, and get ready to take notes. And if you find this moment valuable, and I am confident that you will, please like, subscribe, and share with your colleagues, friends, and family. Thank you for joining me on the Educational Leadership Moment. Now, get ready to take your educational leadership to the next level. And remember, when students are led well, they learn well. Have you ever wondered why younger team members seem to focus only on themselves? Or why do older people not want to change? Frequently, I hear these comments. When I ask leaders over 50 how things are going, I eventually hear, those millennials, followed by a deep sigh. Hmm. Interestingly, I get a similar answer when I ask millennials the same question. Millennials respond, I struggle to communicate with my older team members who are resistant to trying new things. Well, one year my husband and I were in Alaska for vacation. We had dinner with a couple during our train ride through the Alaskan interior. After several minutes of small talk, the conversation turned to work. After they found out I was in education, they asked me a question I hear frequently. Now, I know you're wondering, what question, (laughs) right? Well, here's the question. How do you deal with millennials? (laughs) Well, I smiled and said, I love working with young people, including millennials. (laughs) Well, the wife just shook her head, but then she explained her latest interaction with an emerging leader. As I listened to her story, I realized the problem was both individuals were not valuing each other's gifts and talents. Instead of leveraging their different perspectives, They were stuck in the perceptions of each other. Now, based on the information, I could tell both individuals felt disrespected by each other. After offering several leadership strategies, we finished our dinner and parted ways. As my husband and I sat down, 
I wondered what resources I could recommend to assist her. Well, if I met the couple today, I would share Dr. Tim Elmore's new book, A New Kind of Diversity, with them. I recently heard Dr. Elmore speak at Live to Lead, where he shared his research on the five generations currently in the workplace. As I listened to Dr. Elmore, I immediately reflected on my conversation with the couple on the train. Instead of collaborating, the wife and her team member collided due to generational differences. Dr. Elmore reminds us that there are five generations in the workplace. Yes, five different generations. And each generation represents a different paradigm as a vendor, colleague, supervisor, family member, or client. They also often bring different expectations. So, how can leaders work with the different generations in the workplace? Well, first you have to know what the five generations are. So, according to Dr. Elmore, the generations are the builders, or sometimes called the silent generation. These are the individuals who fought in the Korean War, uh, maybe the tail end of World War II. They would be your very senior senior in age individuals. Next would be what we commonly call boomers or sometimes referred to pig and python generation. Now, the reason they're boomers is because they are the babies that were born when the soldiers returned home. The next generation in the workplace are the busters or better known as Generation X. followed by Millennials. Now, Millennials are also known as Generation Y. And depending on the age of the boomers, their children could be Generation X or Generation Y. And then the last generation are our youngest members of the workforce, better known as Generation Z or Homelanders. Now that we understand who is in the workplace, the next step is to step out of our comfort zone and work to build bridges between the generations. Now, Dr. Elmore offers six strategies to help leaders build generational bridges. So let's look at the six strategies. The first strategy is to clarify your decision-making. Because clarity is kindness. When we are clear about our decision-making process, then everyone understands what we're doing and why we're doing it. The second strategy is to ask questions to start conversations. So instead of making assumptions about people because of their generation or stereotyping them, ask questions 
to begin to get to know them. What are their strengths? What are their uh, hobbies? What do they like to do? When you know them as a person, you have a better understanding of who they are. The third strategy is distinguish between preferences, expectations, and demands. So what are the things that we prefer? So I prefer, for example, not to have meetings on Friday at 3.30 when our workday ends at 4.30. Now, does that mean that I won't attend a meeting or hold a meeting at that time? No, it's a preference. Expectations are what I expect from other people that I work with. Now, be very careful about expectations because if we do not know what each other's expectations are, what will happen is we'll end up with a gap between reality and expectations, and that's where we find people's frustrations will increase. And then the third area is demands. So if you are hiring someone and they demand to have every Thursday off, and you are a Monday through Friday organization and just cannot meet that demand, then you need to let them know that up front because that may not be the best job for them to take because they're not going to get every Thursday off because that's not how our operation works. The fourth strategy is include different generations on task teams. So that means matching up your boomer with your millennial or your Xer with your Gen Z even your Gen Z with a boomer. Bringing different generations together will give you the ability to leverage their strengths, which is what's best for the overall of the organization. The fifth strategy is to invite all generations to meetings to broaden the pool of ideas and solutions. You see, as Gen Z thinks a little differently than a boomer who thinks different than the Xer who thinks different than the millennial. But each of them has strengths and can bring new, fresh ideas to the table so that your organization can continue to be progressive, innovative, and move forward. And then the last strategy that he offers is one that I think is just really the best strategy of all six. And that is to launch reverse mentoring groups on your staff. You want to bring those different generations together so that that boomer can learn from that Xer. That boomer can learn from, in particular, the Gen Z, as well as the Gen Z can learn from the Generation X. I think you get the idea, right? You see, generational bridges can help leaders leverage everyone's unique gifts and talents to move the organization forward. As leaders, build generational bridges. The organizational culture and productivity will improve. Why? Because the culture will be based on mutual respect. Thank you for tuning in to this Educational Leadership Moment. If you enjoyed listening, subscribe to my moments on your favorite platform to receive notifications 
when we release new moments. Also, don't forget to check out our past moments, which are available for free on all major platforms. In these timeless episodes, we cover a range of topics related to educational leadership that are just as relevant today as when they were first released. To learn more about improving student success, please visit my website at kimdmore.com. There are resources and information for you, your team, and your organization. I'm Dr. Kim Moore, your educational leadership guide, and I believe that when students are led well, they learn well. Have a blessed day.